This episode is brought to you by a brand new sponsor of the show, Picmonic. Picmonic is an audiovisual learning system with unforgettable stories and characters to help you remember everything you need to know for PT school and beyond. Used by over 1.5 million students all over the world, Picmonic is perfect for streamlining your studying in an efficient manner. Listeners of the show can use the promo code SNACKBREAK in all caps for a 20% discount, and first-time users can start today for free. Getting access to one learning objective and one Picmonic quiz per day, forever, at zero cost. Available on iOS, Android, and desktop. Once again, listeners of the show can use the promo code SNACKBREAK in all caps at checkout. Happy studying, and let's get right into the show. Hello and welcome to episode nine of Snack Break by OrthoSnacks. I'm your host, John Schaefer, and on this podcast, we interview physical therapists, fitness professionals, and health and wellness experts. My guest today played Division I golf at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. He graduated in 2004. Uh, sorry, excuse me. He graduated in 2014, not that old. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate it. Went on to get his uh, DPT at Bellarmine University in 2018. And he carries certifications uh, in Titleist Performance Institute. He has his manual certification as well as certified in functional dry needling. Um, welcome, Dr. George Tate. George, I appreciate you taking time to chat with me. I know you've got a busy schedule coming up with a little bit of travel um, and all kinds of work with your clients. So I really appreciate you taking time to chat. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So I think I'd kind of like to start our conversation by if you just want to give um, my audience a little bit of background in terms of kind of your journey in transitioning from being a golfer to, you know, treating golfers early on in your career and kind of making that a focus of uh, your care right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously played D1 golf, um, was an exercise science major, initially business, um, but transitioned to exercise science. And then after that uh, was a trainer for a little bit um, and then just found that I just needed to know more. So that led me to give my doctorate in physical therapy. And then always knowing that my passion for golf is something that I wanted to come back around and incorporate with. So, um, you know, got my, obviously I didn't want to, you know, I was looking for experiences in golf with the whole time. Um, but obviously I know that I needed a clinical experience, um, regardless, I can get that in several places. So, um, started in a rural setting, um, got a great experience, was there for a year, wanted to be closer to the city. Um, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, so moved closer, was at an outpatient sports performance clinic for about a year, um, got great exposure there, um, more of an athletic population, which I really enjoyed, and then um, started with a cash-based group, um, learned a lot with them, and then after that, you know, I'm segued to do my own thing and then supplement that with a PRN position. So I'm um, a few days at a hospital outpatient and then a few days uh, with my business, which is golf movement systems. So that whole span happened about over a three, three and a half year period. Sure. So I guess I'm curious when you said you kind of, you wanted to learn more, what, uh, what gaps did you notice that you had when you're just working with golfers on the side and doing a little bit of training? Um, um, so it sound, Cause it sounds like you did some training while you were still in school. 
Yeah, so the gaps initially were – sorry, that's my dog shaking. Um, the gaps initially were a little bit more broad, not necessarily specific to golf, but somebody who had a history of a rotator cuff tear who came mm-hmm. to you and wanted a strength program or somebody with a total joint replacement, somebody with a history of low back pain. Um, that's initially what drove my, you know, needing to know more aspects um, just from a physical interest Mm-hmm. As well as, you know, I just felt like I I was a disservice to somebody if I didn't know everything I should. So, Okay. Yeah, and, and then so- the, the, the passion with golf kind of like tailwind off of that once I, you know, got into PT school. Like long term, I knew um, – I mean, I played golf from the time I could walk, played a few other sports. Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately it was, you know, I've been a golfer my whole life. And just knowing that – wherever I end up, it's always going to be back circled around to golf. So, um, okay. Yeah. So I, I guess when you want to pick a niche like that or a specific sport you're looking to work with, what advice would you have for a new grad just right outside of graduation thinking about, okay, I want to make sure I'm in um, a clinical setting where I am able to see the certain population. Cause that's, I feel like an issue that I hear a lot from new grads is just, they're not working with the demographic or patient population that they are passionate about or hoping to work with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would reach out, like find the top people in that space or the mm-hmm. top people that work with that clientele um, and just blow them up. <laughs> like see if you can go shadow, um, just mm-hmm. get in front of them, be able to ask them questions like how did they get there? Um, mm-hmm. and that's, that's similar to what I, I did and what I still do. Um, just because there's people at a higher level than me and I want to be able to learn with them. And all these people are more than willing to, I mean, they're all very busy, but who's not busy now, mm-hmm. but they're all more than willing to sit down and talk with you and for five, 10 minutes and kind of guide you. Okay. This is what you should do. This is where you should go. Um, that kind of goes back around to, um, the, fact that the TPI, I think you're going to ask about that in yeah. in a little bit, but um, I asked people, you know, I played golf in college. I know a decent amount about the golf swing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is this tireless performance thing something that I should really, you know, pursue? And everyone I talked to were like, yes, you should do it. And they break it down. They do a great job with it. Um, some of the, you know, the movements and the theories behind it obviously is a PT with my degree, I'm already there. But the fact that it shows you a systematic way, it opens your eyes a little bit more. And the name itself carries carries weight. So people mm-hmm. seek you out just for having that certification. So um, you were saying there's a lot of certifications now, and there are, but people have literally sought me out for that specific certification. And it has taught me a good amount. Um, so something that I would absolutely recommend. Um, I got a several certifications from them, but um, that is one that I think the name itself carries its weight. So sorry to tell one there, but get a little bit um, just in front of the people that you want to work with. Um, if you could start there, that'd be great. Um, if that opportunity presents itself. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking for that first job and knowing you wanted to work with golfers, did you kind of highlight certain clinics you were interested in knew they had a lot of um, work that they did with golfers or was it more kind of like you said, blowing up some of those bigger names and kind of having them point you 
in, oh, a, so direct, in a direction. Um, kind of looking for direction. Um, there's nobody in the area um, that works specifically with golfers at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one or two people. Uh, but I would say just looking at other people who have started their own thing, um, whether that's within like gymnastics or something else, but just kind mm-hmm. of looking and see how they got there and what they did to get there and then applying it to your population. But um, that's with like cash based. And as an early therapist for me, I wanted a little bit more time um, mm-hmm. just getting my clinical skills. You know, I got my manual, things like that. These are all great skills that have helped me a lot. Um, but if I was able to do it again, I would, um, probably go back and find one of these top people. I would shadow them. I would try to mm-hmm. basically go work for them, do whatever I needed just to be under them for a little bit and then figure, see where it goes from there. Okay. That's great advice. So, yeah. um, I guess I want to talk a little bit more about that, the TPI then. Um, so in deciding this was a certification you wanted, are there other certifications out there for people looking to work with golfers? I know that this is kind of seen as the gold standard for mm-hmm. individuals hoping to work with golfers, but are there any other other options out there or is this kind of um, the main I think, thing which is uh, um, the Gray Institute, I think has one. He's the guy who developed the, the stretch cage. Okay. Um, he also has a golf, you know what I'm talking about? I'm blanking on I this. Do. Um, but anyway, he has a golf certification as well. Um, there's tons of certifications that are out there for like, um, golf ball and golf club data, like, uh, mm-hmm. foresight makes a certification TrackMan. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with these things, but, mm-hmm. um, they're not necessarily physical therapy specific. Um, there may be a few more. Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, just going to Titleist, once you have the initial, there's several, like there's a junior, there's a fitness, there's a power. Um, there's a, there's a lot you can do once you get within that kind of realm. So um, I honestly haven't looked too much into anything else. If one pops up, it gets my attention, but um, with the price, you know, is that price teaching me that much more? Is that worth mm-hmm. it? Kind of a thing. So, uh, yeah. So, and that's something I wanted your opinion on too. When you have all these multi-level certifications, I guess, how do you kind of think through, is this a situation where it's a little bit more of a money grab or how much additional knowledge can you gain from an extra level? Do you understand what I'm kind of getting? Yeah, at? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, obviously we know higher education mm-hmm. in, in prices, um, the financial burden that has, uh, if I could go back, I w- I would say I was pushed into my manual certification by an employer. Um, mm-hmm. The employer paid for it. I ended up kind of wanting to move on. We cut ties. It was fine. I ended up paying the other half of the manual certification. And I'm, I'm glad I did it. Um, early on, um, I wouldn't necessarily – it depends the situation. Like if I was on my own and I wanted to know more – wanted to have more skills and I feel like I was ready for that. Um, I'd pursue it. I wouldn't just come out of school, like wanting to soak up everything. Mm -hmm. I would, I would find a population that you like working with. I'd try to tap out most of your skills that you already have within that population and then Mm -hmm. go look for a certification 
that will complement your passion with that population and how to better serve that population. Does that make sense? Versus yeah, kind of just coming of out and it's like, oh, I'll get my OCS. Oh, I'll get this. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of people do that and it's great, but um, like I believe, don't quote me on this, but you have to retest every two years after the OCS now. Um, you probably have to pay another chunk of money every every year mm-hmm. or every two years you, you retest and um, you can either do the residency or you can go through evidence in motion and get your manual certification. And then I think you take like one study course and that also allows you to sit for your OCS. Mm-hmm. So technically I could sit for my OCS and get three more letters, but like, I don't, why would I want to take a test every two years and pay more money if I already have the skills that I need from mm-hmm. my manual certification? So just like being aware of that stuff, um, and just kind of reflecting on like what you need to get your people better. If you feel like you want to know more and you need to know more, go do it. But I would, especially if you have an opportunity to work within your population, which you love, like Mm -hmm. if you like golfers, be around some golfers, be like, man, I think it would really help if I, you know, got this certification and applied it to my, I think I could help them better. So that's how I would go. I would reverse engineer. Um, So then I guess my next question kind of going off that would be, how do you feel like your treatment of your specific demographic has changed since you got your TPI? Like what are some of the biggest changes you've noticed or um, ways you've been able to increase your level of care? Um, Being able to have a better understanding and relate it to golf. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say um, I did the power certification, just more ways to be systematic within that population um i'd say that's a it's a good reason that and um like knowing what to prioritize i think is another another thing because there's i mean somebody comes into you with shoulder pain you can do a million things for their shoulder pain how do you know where to start mm-hmm. so um kind of looking at their golf swing, not expecting to change their golf swing, but being able to look at them physically and know what to do to complement what they're trying to achieve with how they feel, how they move and how they golf. Sure. So you get, so you get your certifications um, and then you kind of decide, okay, I want to work with golfers a little bit more. So can you kind of talk a little bit about how you got started with the golf movement system and kind of how it's developed into what it is now? Yeah. So um, honestly, just reaching out to golfers in the area. Um, obviously, I'm an avid golfer and I still golf. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you're, if you're cash based, you have to go find your clients. So building relationships within the area, um, spreading the word. I mean, playing a lot of golf, which is great because every time I've played golf, I've come away with several more people. Mm-hmm. that I could help several more people that play golf that could spread the word on what I can do. Um, and just developing relationships with golfers and keeping those relationships. Um, that's kind of how I got started. Um, going out to pros in the area, you could always do that. Um, I think that's, did you, go ahead. Did you, did you find that the pros were generally receptive to you coming out or do they see you as competition, you know, having your TPI, their golf pros as well, looking to give lessons and things like that. I mean, there's a little bit of overlap. Yeah, there is. I think from a standpoint, um, being up front, being like, Hey, I'm not here to, I mean, I wouldn't even lead with that. I would lead with, um, I specialize in 
performance and rehab. And when I mean performance, I'm talking about the physical elements, not necessarily the party rear swing. But I mean, there is carryover because speed, training to hit the ball farther, um, mm-hmm. stepping patterns. Um, if you are doing speed training with somebody that could develop a, you know, a certain habit that's not necessarily ideal. Um, so that is, um, I wouldn't say it's tricky, but just more so being aware mm-hmm. of, of the situation and having a good relationship with the, with the pro. I think a good thing is a good thing to do is just line up a lesson with every pro in your area. Mm-hmm. And then that gets you in front of them and to build a relationship and you can have things to work on with your own golf swing that it allows you to send people to that pro and you know kind of how that pro works. Um, everybody has different, you know, a way to address certain things. So that allows you to refer the clients that I have to a pro um, with somebody who wants lessons after I get them over their knee pain. Um, and it gets you in front of the pro to build a relationship. Um, you can always send emails. Um, I didn't have as good of a success with that. Um, could be me. I don't know, but I, I always um, found it easier just to go out and build relationships because every time you're at the golf course, you're meeting new people um, and just being outspoken about what you do. Mm -hmm. So then after kind of reaching out to golfers in the area, talking with pros, you just gradually started to build your caseload. Yep. Yep. So um, I have several juniors come to me and then they have friends that they play with and then so-and-so is doing this. Um, I'm, excuse me, very grateful to be in, involved with um, the golf academy here so they have a lot of um programs with juniors high schools middle schoolers even kids younger than that who are all serious about the game of golf and they love it so um Mm -hmm. having a relationship with those guys being able to take care of them as well as their parents um has been something real special and um i learned from them they learned from me um it's it's great um i like it out there and um, also having a relationship with the, my own club, uh, Wildwood, you know, being able to, um, you know, bring people out there, expose them to the club, um, work with them, potentially get, get them to join, but also, um, using the facilities out there to get people, um, you know, moving better and playing better, being a mm-hmm. source for the members out there. Um, I'll, I mean, going out and meeting, meeting people, playing golf, getting lessons, and then having confidence in your, your conversations and the ability of what you can do, mm-hmm. um, I think it goes a long way. That's interesting to me because I never would have considered, you know, working with several golfers in the same family across the spectrum of age. Um, yeah. So are, there, are there any big differences in working with some of your junior clients compared to um, obviously some of your adults and older clients in terms of your approach using the TPI or is everything? Uh, 100%. Um, depending on what age they are you have certain you know periods okay if they're eight to ten this is what you want to work on okay if they're you know just going through puberty this is what you want to work on train fast grow fast there's all these different things and then Mm -hmm. um the older individual um for every decade you are old that's the approximate percentage that you should spend on mobility work making sure you can move so 50 year old potentially could be 50% of just moving and being able to attain certain positions um, versus the little guy. We're just trying to have fun and move fast. So it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's entertaining. It's fun. Um, I love both ends of the spectrum. 
because um, everybody's just trying to play better golf. So, mm -hmm. so I guess is there anything that you would caution against someone who's maybe on the fence of getting their TPI certification? Um, or no, not really. It seems no, like you got, a lot, you got a lot of great things to say about it. And yeah, it seems um, it served you well. Yeah, it served served me very well. Um, I've I've nothing, no cautions come come to mind. Okay. Um, and then I guess my next question would be, so what is your actual caseload looking like now in terms of kind of how you're splitting up your time between, you know, the golf movement system um, as well as your time in clinic? Yeah, I see about uh, 15 or so people a week on my own. Um, that's in person. That's programming. Um, that's virtual. Um, mm -hmm. And then outside of that, I'm, working on um, content, which I need, obviously need to get better at, <laughs> but um, just kind of uh, mm -hmm. right now I'm going over goals for 2022, um, how I want to progress, um, what I want to focus on. So sure. um, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, um, you know, there's always something to do, but just kind of slowly moving the needle forward. Um, it's, it's fun. I've, I've actually worked with um, a coach that's kind of helped me, along with the, the marketing, you know, how to package programs and everything like that. And it's, it's very helpful. Um, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. Um, to answer your question. Yeah. So yeah. I guess, could, could you see a time in the future where you're working exclusively with golfers or is it something where you really enjoy your time in clinic as well? No, that's, um, that's a good question. So right now, absolutely. Um, to work full time with golfers. That's the dream. Um, there is also a good benefit though, uh, for people that I see who are more involved, who they actually have torn an ACL, mm -hmm. um, torn a meniscus. If, um, I want to be able to treat them with insurance versus cash, I would, I could have them come into Baptist where I work and have them on my schedule there. So oh, nice. um, yeah. it's, it's a good relationship and not everybody's like that. I think being in a hospital system um, allows me to do that. Um, but if you're in an outpatient standalone orthopedic practice, I doubt that they would, I mean, they, you'd bring it in mm -hmm. um, depending on the relationship. Honestly, that's what it comes back to. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, George, I know you're a little bit short on time, but do you have, um, do you have time to answer the five questions that I asked? Yeah. Guests? Okay. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. So the first question I ask all my guests is what is your biggest key to success on a daily basis? Um, have a plan. Definitely have a plan and prepare, um, the night before know what your day is going to look like. Um, have priorities for that day, um, and knock them out. Um, I'm big on, routine um i think you know the more anybody can get in a rhythm get in a routine you don't miss things um mm -hmm. you're more productive um that's definitely my biggest key is just yeah. preparation the day before knowing what all you're getting into it sounds like you're getting the preparation goals ready for 2022 already so that's <laughs> that, is, that is correct yeah. um, do you have, so do you have any i guess specific tools or strategies that you use when you're doing some of this more long-term planning so I think it's easy to plan out, you know, a week or so, but once you get in those further distances, it's kind of like it's yeah, easy, just, to go, easy to get lost. Yeah. Um, 90 day goals and then month goals and then weekly goals, just based on it starting with the big goal. And then how am I going to get there? Well, I need to do this. Well, how am I going to get there? Well, then I need to do this to get to there. But then once I'm there, then I can do this. And th that's actually um, a good thing to take in mind. You're like 
when should I get a certification? When do I need to get a certification? When do I need to work with a potential business coach? Um, you know, try to pursue those things when you need them, not just out of the blue, because one day you'll use it. Okay. So, that, that's great advice. I feel like yeah. a lot of, every time you see kind of a new certification floating around, it looks nice and shiny and it's tempting to go for it. But yeah, I'm more, especially, I'm more with, of a mm-hmm. especially when they're on sale, Black Friday. <laughs> Um, so my next question, I mean, you alluded to kind of what you would have told yourself or done earlier in your career a lot throughout this interview. Um, but I guess, is there any, any big key piece of advice you wish you might've heard five years ago that would have made a big difference in kind of how you're practicing and what you're doing now? Um, don't settle. Um, I mean, most people, and this could be within anybody's occupation, um, as well as a physical therapist or a trainer, but like, don't like most of us, I think we're only at our first employer for like, it's under a year is the average length that you're going to be with your first employer. Then you're going to move and go someplace else. Um, I wouldn't settle on where you are if it's not right for you and you're not happy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, don't be afraid to, to speak up. I know it's hard conversations, um, but I mean, honestly, goes a long way um then like if you change your mind there's nothing that they could say to that <laughs> like i'm sorry my you know i changed my mind i know i initially said this but things change and people have to understand that so mm-hmm. um just i mean don't know what you want to do long term and then just take stepping stones to get there awesome um my next question is, is there any book or product that you've used over the last three months that has significantly improved your life or changed your perspective? Um, product is working with, I guess this would be a product, um, Healthcare Business Accelerator. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Facebook group, Javier and Melissa. Um, they've helped me a lot um, when it comes to books um, I used to read a little bit more when I had more time in my, um, which I still would love to get back to. But um, right, the change your thinking, change your life, um, is a good one. Okay. Um, a lot of little good quotes in there, and that kind of um, from the you know motivational aspects to the business aspects to um, mm-hmm. how how to look at things on a daily basis. Um, but there, there's a lot of good good books out there. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, can you still hear me? My headphones just died. Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay, cool. Um, and then so my next question is, is there any quote or mantra you live your life by? Um, your situation is what you make of it. Um, I, I like to be as optimistic as I can. We all have our days. Um, but you got to keep moving forward. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, is basically how you look at everybody has their own perception of their own situation and somebody else's situation. So, um, I just think keeping that in mind with everything you do, um, even though it might not always be our instinct. So is there anything specifically that's kind of helped you get to this point where you're able to embrace that or is it just just an everyday challenge? Um, I wouldn't say it's an everyday challenge. Um, just kind of 
you know, I was, here's gratitude. I used to write down, be, you know, be grateful, write down three things you're grateful for every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just don't be afraid to m- make sure you have enough time for you. Like if you need time just to decompress, relax, think about things. Yeah. Um, I think that's very underrated. And especially because like you look at the whole um, cash base thing, a lot of these people, they're seeing less people, but they have more time for themselves. So um, there's definitely a shift there. So I think keeping that as a priority as well is, is important. Cool. Um, then last question, signature question of the show, George Tate, what is your favorite snack? That's that's the I'm per, mm. favorite snack. I would say I used to make this little concoction. It's um, protein powder, okay, and oatmeal. Um, I would just so the dry oats in there, and then blueberries, and then almond butter, and then cinnamon. Or you can add cinnamon, or you can add a sweetener, and you mix it up. Um, it's good. I have that about every night before bed and sometimes during the day. Also, I'm a big fan of um, just what are the – oh, I don't even know the name of them. The bars that come out, it's a protein bar. You have solid colors with, like, white wrap, white-lettered wrapping. They're made with, like, primarily dates and some other things, dates and nuts. And Okay. I'm blanking on the bar, though. You gave me a new homemade recipe that I can try. I think you're the first yeah. guest who's done that, so <laughs> – yeah, but that then just um, low calorie protein bars are probably just because they're easy. Um, yeah. yeah, quick and easy to keep me hungry, and they don't add up calories too quickly. So mm-hmm. good stuff, George. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Doctor George Tate, um, and then eventually I might make that over to Golf Movement Systems. But for right now, that's where you can find me. Um, feel free to message me. If you have any comments, questions, um, more than happy to talk. Awesome. Good luck with all your goals in 2022 and have a safe travels next week and early happy birthday. All right. Appreciate it, man. Let me know if there's anything else I can do for you. Sounds great. Thanks everyone right. for watching. If you're tuning in later, um, really appreciate it. Bye.